Welcome to Emmanuel Christian Church, the house of Judah, the house at the gate. Please join us as we'll be listening to Apostle Vincent Luan, the head pastor of the Emmanuel Christian Churches. Let's pray together as we read the scriptures. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We are grateful. We thank you, Father, for the opportunity to gather together as we sit at your feet. Holy Spirit, reveal Jesus to us. Holy Spirit, reveal your purpose upon our life. Father, we pray that the same love you love Jesus, we know that you love us. That, Lord, we may lay down our life, that we may give it away. Jesus said, my life I give, my life I lay down so that I can receive it again. We thank you, Father, for this in Jesus' name. We pray for healing. We pray for restoration. We pray for the power of God. We come against any demonic disturbance. We come again against every work of the enemy. We render its work useless upon the life of your people. We declare that our ears are a good channel, a doorway to receive. That our eyes will help us to hear better. Lord, we pray that our feeling and our touch, every part of our senses will help us to receive and to experience you this morning in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. We are teaching on Alelon. Alelon simply means one another. Alelon means one another. And we have summed it as relationship. As a Christian, as a child of God, you have to love others. Your life must be poured out. Your life must be laid out. Your life must be surrendered. Your life must be given. You own nothing because when you leave, you live with nothing. The greatest of it all in the book of Daniel, the Bible says the wise are those that win souls. It says they shall shine forever like stars. The question is, what is the impact of your life? Do we relate to you according to the material things you have? Do we relate to you according to what you have attained in this life? Do we relate to you according to your inheritances? I've heard the word that you were born with a silver spoon. All those things might be key here on earth, but their significance might be very little. I want to challenge you today. Emmanuel, listen. God has a plan and a purpose for your life. Man was not designed just to live and die. But every life is significant and has meaning. Every life has purpose and intent. We were not born just to grow up, to go to school, if fortunately to university, or learn a skill, and then get married, have children, build houses, and then die. That is a simple life. It's too simple. It's too simple. Paul writes, says, I desire that all of you, you were like me, that you will remain single. You will not be married so that you will serve the Lord greatly. Yet some of us are married. We are doing our little bit. But in our little bit, there is a lot of things that retain or contains us. So I want to challenge you that in your endeavor to serve the Lord, make sure that you remove the entanglement, the curse of this world. I said remove the entanglement, the curse of this world, the curse of this world will retire your progress. You might be unable to express your love because there are many things that have taken your attention. The Bible says, what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and he loses his own soul? There are many of us who have been deceived and some of the deception 
come from the church that your blessing your blessing is only the material things your blessing is your car that you drive is your house is the clothes you put on if Christ died for those things then he died for nothing the scripture teaches us that even pagans even those who do not know Jesus they seek after these things let me tell you many of these things are elusive whatever that you have you might not have in the morning I've said this before Today you are healthy and you are full of pride. Listen, one day you will discover you will have no power. Through old age, through sickness, unemployment, you can lose everything you have. If you put your trust on the material things you have, if you put your trust on your person, where you were born, the things that you have received, I can tell you, you will be disappointed. Those things can easily go. I've said life can equalize. Get sick. I tell you, you'll be humble. Today you can speak with thanks of angels. Today you can speak because of the things you have. Out of pride and self-sufficiency. But soon you will discover that in all that you have, you have missed the most important thing. Okay, let's talk about it today. We are going to teach on Alelon going all out. Can you tell your neighbor going all out? Going all out. Say it again. Going all out. Going all out. Hallelujah. Amen. So going all out. We are going to look at the cost of following Jesus. There is a cost to be a Christian. To be a Christian is not to be polite. It's one of the things we do. Most people think Jesus is a Jesus the, the German drew on the cross. To disappoint you, Jesus was not the white blue-eyed man. It's not true. It can't be. It's impossible. It cannot happen. But we take that through them we have received a lot. Jesus was not a CC. You know, sometimes people display Jesus. The Bible says he's a lamp. The lamp. Very humble. Very soft. Very uh, is able to give himself. Never complaining. You see, we have slaughtered Sheep before. Sheep doesn't struggle. But try to slaughter a goat. I tell you, we have slaughtered a lot of goats. We had goats. A goat? I tell you, you need help. Sheep, you can kill it by yourself. Jesus is displayed as a sheep. Going to the slaughter without a struggle. But don't be deceived. The Bible says, Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. I live in Africa. I've had the privilege to be in the park with live lions. Listen. A lion is not a, a cat that you keep in your house. The little one. No. I've seen some of these tourists almost killed by these cats. So sometimes people take Jesus as just being there, a simple, easy person. People think Jesus was received. Go and read your Bible again. Jesus was not received. Jesus was hated. He loved the truth. He spoke the truth. The drama the children just made. It's a powerful drama. It shows you how religion can make you to be so passive and to lose your faith yet you think you are working with God. So I want to challenge you today that unless your life is given most people are thinking to be a Christian is not to bother anyone not to get involved as long as I'm going to heaven that is not enough. Let's get into it. The book of Galatians 2 verse 20 it says I 
have been crucified with Christ. I have been crucified with Christ. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So if you are crucified with Christ, if you have died on the cross, or you are being crucified with him, you should be able to understand the agony the pain the struggle that Christ has gone through when he was on the cross the writer Paul says I've been crucified I am on the cross I've taken the shame I'm going through tribulation and hardship most Christians if difficulty comes they say God is not in it chances are if we have no difficulties, God is not with you. You see, we are called to be crucified with Christ. The question is, are you able, are you willing to make that statement? I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. I manifest the attributes of Christ. I manifest the love of Christ by dying for others I have become the savior I am dying to myself allowing Christ to be revealed through my life he says nevertheless not I but Christ lives in me today most Christians don't talk to each other. Oh, some of them. When I look this side, I see them. When I look this side, I see them. They don't talk to each other. What kind of a Christian are you? Without your Christianity. Without your person. I want to challenge you. The scripture says, I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I. You are easily offended. Listen, there are a lot of people seated here. Who are offended. Yeah. One, one, one pastor was preaching. It was hot. You know, Africa is hot. Even today, it rained. But I'm telling you, soon we'll be sweating. Yes. So, the poor preacher, he's putting on this uh, shirt and a tie. By the way, it's not the uniform of the church to put on a tie and a shirt and a suit. No, it's not the uniform of the church. It's just an orientation of dress. You get it? So, when it was hot, his vest got wet. The shirt got wet. The jacket got wet. So he decided, let me take the jacket so that I can get some cool air. He took the jacket, put it off. And when the church came out, you know, in the day past, we greet by the door in the church. So he said, oh, thank you for the wait, pastor. And one elderly woman, Akale Kwanna, I didn't hear. I I didn't hear. I didn't hear. Hey, Pastor is shocked. I preached so hard. Everybody has appreciated. And my intercessor. He's offended. She's offended. And the pastor said, Oh. He said, I didn't hear. Ah, you didn't wear a jacket. You didn't put on a jacket. Listen, you are still a child. Easily offended. You'll never forgive anyone. You are forever offended. This is church number 10. You have moved from all churches in the city. I wonder. Okay, let's, let's move. Time is not on our side. 
Galatians 5.24. He says, and those who belong to Christ Jesus has crucified their flesh with his passions and desires. You can't serve God with the des- passions of the flesh. With the desires of the flesh. You can be deceived that you have to go and work and buy a house and have children. Jesus put it very clearly. He says, unless you love me more, uh, let me repeat it, unless you love me more than your husband, your, your, your wife, your children, he says, you have nothing of me. There's no amen. Viewing centers, nobody here is saying amen. I hope there is a big amen where you are. He says, and those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. Going all out. The cost of going all out. The cost of following Jesus is your life. Oh, Pastor Moses. Oh, we are putting on uniform today, I see. Hallelujah. Amen. The cost of following Jesus is your life. Yes. How much you love the Lord It's not how many thousands you give. Yes, we want the thousands. You get it? We have more churches to build. We have more missionaries to send. But that is not what we are looking for. We are looking for you. You are the greatest price. You are the biggest price. Okay, let's get into the cost of following Jesus. The book of Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9. Verse 57 to 58. Number one, saving the Lord Jesus will cost you your comfort. Did you hear what I said? If you slept on a bed, you are rich. Mm. A bed. Oh, we are doing very well. You know, we have been to places where they say it's time to sleep. They show you a carpet. I remember one time they show some of our pastors a carpet. And when they try to sleep, the carpet was dust. When they woke up in the morning, they were blocked. Sinus and everything. And they still have to do the work of the pastor. So we say, oh, welcome to church. We will send you to where they will give you a carpet. You are blessed if you have a carpet. (laughs) But you think you are going to have a bed. It's not written in the Bible. Okay, let's talk about the cost of following Jesus. Amen. As they were going along the road, someone said to him, you know, there are a lot of people who tell me the same. Pastor, any person, most of the time, when people say, I'll be with you, I believe this is my church. I believe you are my father. You are my prophet. You are my younger. I know you are not going to last. I know you are not going to last. This journey is tough. Listen, there were many before you came. Yes. Who pledged their love. And a small thing offended them. Listen, sometimes we offend you intentionally. One, one big director was asked to go and wash a car. He was a chief in the office. They asked him, go and wash the car. And there's a camera outside. They were watching him. He was dragging his feet. He had an attitude. The following day, they asked him to wash mockers. When he finished, they said, oh, we forgot the bathrooms. You know, people don't know I've washed bathroom before. But the most difficult bathroom to wash is female bathrooms. Oh, these people look like heaven. 
They put on makeup. They put on stilettos. They walk like angels. Oh, go to the toilet. It was a Monday. Says, I missed to clean them. I always clean them on Monday, but I missed to clean them on Monday. So it was a Tuesday. And I got to the toilet. It's smelling. Hey, and I discovered other things. I cleaned. When they come, Hallelujah. Amen. It smells nice. Let's not go there. It says, as they were going, one said, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, foxes have holes. Birds of the air have nests. But the son of man have no way to lay his head. Oh, if you come, if you think you are going to save Jesus and you are going to have a house, you came to your own profession. Yes, because we will not pay you. Men or she's not here. She was leading prayer on Friday. Since March, other people have not given their offerings. Yeah, government even stopped to bill us. Did they stop? Or did they stop to bill you? No, people are sitting with their money. They say, we will not give. We will not tithe. Suffer, preach for us. Oh, you don't know. I could tell you stories of uh, the, the hard lockdown. The, the, the crashes we had. The difficulties we had. Jesus says, foxes have holes. Birds of the air have nests. But the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. You cannot serve the Lord. Looking forward to comfort. You have been deceived. You have been lied to. That the prosperity of the Lord is only to stay in a double-story house. To drive a Pajero. Somebody wrote, this is my dream car. And he professes to be Christian. I say, listen, your dream, your dream, your dream is to win souls. Your dream is to do what Jesus was doing. You will be delayed. I mean, you buy a car with a loan. When, when I bought my first car, it was for the eight, for the eight months to pay. About 18 months, I paid off my first car. The bank penalized us. They said, oh, no, you don't borrow money and then you pay us quick. You have to pay. So they charged us a penalty. After the penalty, we decided with my we are buying a second car. It was our bank we were using. The same bank we bought the first car. Listen, they told us we will not give you loan. We know your kind. You just want to get the car. And you are going to pay it off. We know your kind. Said, no, we will not give you. No. Now people are thinking. I drove my car for more than 10 years. The same car that I paid early. I was visiting my brother in Mafiking. I was with my wife. My brother came to the window. Looked at my car. It was over 200,000 at the time. He said, hey, are you not afraid? You'll get stuck. I say, why? He said, your car has got a lot of mileage. I said, I know people who have lived for 100 years. So you can't look at my car. I said, it will get stuck. I drove that car up to half a million. I didn't buy any other car. Until they stole my half a million kilometers. You are a fool if you work for these things. My car never, st- I never got stuck on the way. Did we get stuck on the way? For 10 years, people were buying and changing their cars. I knew these ones are going to be poor. Look at them. Every week they are changing their wheel. Their, their, their. The car came with the wheels. Please leave, leave the wheels the way you found them. May the Lord have mercy. Foxes have holes. Foxes have holes. 
And birds of the air have nests. If you want to save Jesus, we are sending you out. But don't expect too much. Yes. No, 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 no. no, no. We're not going to pay your rent. No. We be, when we came to the city, we had no one to support us. You are blessed you have us to support you. But this is not Anglo-American. This is dying business. You must die first. Number two. Going all out simply means unable to attend your usual things. Even your father's funeral. When my mother died, I was in America. When they called me, your mother is no more. Listen, I have a lot of family I never buried. Oh, you say you want to save Jesus? Oh, you will have to tell your family. I'm not coming. One of my favorite uncles passed away. I, I went to my aunt on, during the week. I said, Jesus said, let the dead bury their dead. I said, I won't be there. I'm not yet dead. I'm alive. I'll be preaching. Saturday, I'm, Friday, I'm preaching. Saturday, I'm preaching. Sunday, I'm preaching. I'll see you after the funeral. My aunt says, I read that verse. It never made sense. <laughs> but I understand. Go and do the work of God. I said, there will be a pastor to bury my uncle. The pastor will come and bury my uncle. But I will not be there. Luke 9, 59 to 60. Listen to this. To another he said, Jesus was speaking here. He said, follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. And Jesus said to him, leave the dead to bury their own dead. But as for you, can you tell your neighbor, as for you, as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Jesus was calling. Jesus is the one who was speaking here. I always do it. Can you follow me? People say, yes, I'll follow you. But let me first pay my house. They never come back. Listen, the house is 20 years to pay. If you are 25, and you are going to pay a house for 20 years, and you are going to pay your car for another 20 years, the cars now have been paid for 7 years. Can you imagine? Hey! And our children are duped into it. First month they get the job. They go and get the seven year to pay. It's going to be difficult to save Jesus. People say, oh, pastors eat offerings. I mean, if it was so easy, why are you not a pastor? I know all of you don't want to work. If you have a chance, you'll be staying home. You are being forced to go to work. Because we have to eat. But if it was easy as you say, just to arrive and say, please give me offering. We can take offering today. I can make you to count it. Yes. You will see. You will ask yourself. After he preached so hard, I was in a, in a funeral service standing close to a very powerful man dressed in a very powerful suit. Then the priest said, let's take an offering for the family. The man opened his wallet. I saw some very powerful uh, notes. But he went for the small pocket on his wallet and he opened it and he took five rand. I was shocked. This was a professor. Yes. From a university locally here. Yeah, I can call by name, but for the sake of those who go to that university. A professor. I couldn't believe. I said, prof. In my heart, I said, prof. Five rand. Are you serious? The cost of following Jesus. Jesus said, he says, uh, let me first go and bury my father. You are not serious. If we call you, and there are things that are still essential, 
Then you are not worth following Jesus. I don't know you are hearing what I'm saying. There's no amens here. He said, but as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Jesus was making a call. Yet the man did not perceive the importance of the work that was being given to them. You see, sometime, Mrs. Doctor, your personality denies you great things that are hidden for you. Yes. When you come, you say, we can't go to the village. It's long drop. My, I went with my children to our church in the village. And they wanted to go to the toilet. They are small. We say, oh, take them to the toilet. When they arrived, they looked. They were shocked. Long drop. They said, no. We will not sit here. Don't be deceived by the city. Yeah, don't be deceived by the city. This is a deception. This is a deception. This is not life. There is a better life to be with the people there. To give life there. To surrender your life there. To die. And to ride on your will. The day I die, I'll be buried in my village. And be buried in this city. We read last week Psalms chapter 2, Psalms chapter two verse, eight. verse 8. What does it say? It says, ask of me nations for your inheritance, the ends of the earth for your possession. Somebody was asking me, oh, the church seems to be prospering. I said, we don't do the traditional things. We don't preach, oh, you will get rich. You are rich already, we know. The Bible says Jesus became poor so that through his poverty you will be rich. Look at me. All I'm putting on, I never bought. Can you imagine? You are praying. Lord, I need shoes. Lord, I need clothes. Lord, I need I need a, 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 a Brazilian hair. <laughs> One day, one of my children, the mother was putting on the, the semi-Brazilian hair. She looked at the wick. And she says, Mama, this one is ugly. <laughs> The issue, you have to pray that God will provide. It says, ask of me nations for your inheritance. The ends of the earth for your possession. I feel for many of us that the day will come when you arrive in heaven and you are before God and you are shown all the things you could have done for the Lord. But because you were deceived by your qualification, I'm a scientist. Hey, we have a lot of scientists in the church. We have a lot of doctors in the church. They just want to stay in the city. We saw much education. They are going to waste. They wake up in the morning. They go to the office. In the evening, they come back. They have a reclining chair. And say, oh, coffee, please. Coffee. The people don't have the education. They are busy preaching in the villages. John's, uh, the book of Acts 17. The Bible says they took Jason and they said to the magistrates these are the ones who have turned the world upside down. Listen, I'm turning my world upside down. There are nations who know about me. I've been there. When we were going to China I always preach. Oh, me? I preach. I was going with some of our pastors. But they are still in full-time employment elsewhere. And when we applied for the visa, China said two or three months to them. For me? Two weeks. They even warned me. Should you preach? We will 
pull you out of China. I say, you, the world, God has made. When I meet Chinese, I tell them, there is a God who died for you. You don't have to die in your space. We share the gospel with every man. Even one of the person I shared to in, Ghana, in, in, in China, the person said to me, he registered me in something uh, that looks like WhatsApp. What do they call it? Yeah, it's a Chinese WhatsApp. I have it here. He said, listen, send some small, small clips so that we can always hear. He says it's a background. But if you send it directly, they will block it. That's a good idea. Now and then I send a verse. I'm preaching. Listen, you, with your lot of education, you can read and write. Most people say, I'm unemployed. No, no, you are out of purpose. It's not like you are unemployed. You have decided. I'm like everybody else. No Christian should say, I'm unemployed. If you are looking for a job, Jesus has a job for you. No pay. He said, ask of me nations for your inheritance. Matthew chapter 6. He said, seek first the kingdom and its righteousness and all the things houses for those who are not married, Pastor Sia wives he says, ask of me he says, ask of me You'll end up marrying Jezebel. There are a lot of them sitting here in the church. You are seeing Jezebel. You are thinking, oh, Brazilian hair is the real thing. Marry, marry them. They will tell you, I want a house on a hill. A house, I want a house on a hill. Listen, in the village, you will build so many houses. You are not going to have municipality and engineering requirements. You wake up in the morning, you just start digging. By evening, your house is complete. Your wife is happy. You are eating fresh eggs of the few chickens you have. If you are going to eat chicken, you have to chase it. Yeah. You have to slaughter it. Ask of me. Oh, you say you love Jesus. You want the house. You are in the wrong space. Houses have been given. It says, I will give you. It says, you will inherit houses you never built. Listen, I've inherited houses that I never built. Not from my family. Not from people that I will say, oh, I'm expecting to get something. God has been gracious. As for you, Go and dig. In Egypt. Most of you are working in Egypt. Yeah. Your salary is never enough. It doesn't matter how hard you work. If you are a billionaire, we turn the scale. You become a slave to your money. You are so greedy. The people who have money in the church, we can, we can take offering now. You will see how much they give. I've been a pastor for a number of years. I like my simple students. They are the most generous people. They have no money. And they'll give all the money they have. If I say 100 rand, I tell you my student will give 100 rand. But all the people who are working, 100 rand? For what? I want to make 100,000 this year. I'm on 9,000. 99,900. Hey! Hey! He wants 100. Hey. I'll be shot. I won't reach my target. That's why most people don't serve the Lord. Mrs. Doctor. Mrs. Doctor. Mrs. Doctor. You could do better. Oh, you think your salary is a lot? You play games. Oh, you think your salary is a lot? You think your salary is a lot? I always laugh at people. When they think their money is... Listen, your money is not enough. Serve the Lord. You will see miracles. Signs and wonders. Think about it. We have have asked the Lord, give me me some clothes. (laughs) And they bring you old clothes that somebody was putting them on. 
I remember one day somebody gave me a jacket. When I put it on, it was smelling their armpit. I said, oh, he didn't take it to the lightly. This guy likes me, eh? So I had to take it to the lightly. But the, the day I took it, I thought it was fine. When I was standing in front of the people, because I knew they believe in the jacket. I was suffering. The armpit of my member who loves me much. <laughs> Come and serve the Lord. You'll be humble. People think receiving offering is easy. Oh, you don't know. When you receive it, you are afraid. That's why I avoid people to take offering for us. Because their heart is not in it. They are afraid to take an offering. Because they themselves don't give. Tell your neighbor, he's talking about me. Hallelujah. <laughs> Uh, we will be having communion for all of our churches and viewing centers. So I will, I will ask of you to get ready, but don't distribute yet. Hallelujah. Amen. The call is now. The call is now. It cannot be postponed. It cannot be deferred. The call needs immediate response. The book of Luke chapter 9 verse 61 to 62. He says, yet to another. He says, I will follow you. Lord. But let me first say farewell to those that are at home. Let me go and kiss them. Let me plan. I will resign. I will resign in December. You get it? Then I'll go for bishes. Listen, you will suffer. You will resign. Can I tell you what happened to me? When I resigned, oh, I was a boss. Yes. CEO, general manager, me. Black empowerment was just coming to fashion. I think I will have been a great beneficiary of black empowerment. I've got the right shade for the season. But I felt I'm resigning. Hey. Hey. I resigned. Came to church. All my pension payout. All the little savings. The savings Soon. No, no money. I'm grateful for my father in the Lord. He said to me, to be a preacher, you must talk to your people to support you. Eh, eh. To go and beg. He said, you must preach faith. So we're suffering. No money. You come and preach. And he says, don't preach money. Preach Jesus crucified. Don't take an offering for yourself. Let the Lord provide for you. Oh, Pastor Moss, you think it's easy? Oh, for now you are eating and drinking. You don't know how it comes. We are sending you out. We will tell you. Oh, it's your turn. You are eating and drinking. But now, suffer. One pastor's kid he was asking the father, it's month end. Everybody's parents have been paid. What about you? And the father, when he answered, he answered very politely, I'm working for the Lord. The Lord will pay my salary at the right time. And the, the young boy said to the father, what kind of a master is this that he doesn't pay on time? And, and the father had to say to the child, he's never late, no, too early. He's always on time. But the boy was saying, I need resources now. I need help now. Mrs. Doctor, my doctor, there is a great joy to wait on God, to be desperate. And see somebody come with shop right checkers. Two kg maize meal. Tin tin beef. Tin beef. 
and some one onion, two tomatoes. I said, oh, I was passing. I felt I should come and give you this. When the door closes, you're burst into tears. You cry. How did you know, Lord? How did this person know that just tin bread, tin, tin fish, and a packet 2 kg? But you are saying, no, I can afford 10 kg. That's why we are dying of our own sickness. There's no amen here. I hope in the viewers and business. Let me close. Mark 10, 28. Peter said to them, to him, see, we have left everything and followed you. This is the testimony of Peter. We have left everything. We have left everything. Jesus was talking about the young, the young rich men who have come must have done all. Jesus says, go and sell all you have and, and give to the poor and come and follow me. The Bible said the continence of the rich man it fell. He said, I can't be poor again. I work hard for my money. And Jesus started talking about it. He says, you see, it's very hard for those who have to give. It's very hard for those who have to share. They keep everything to themselves. And Peter was saying, but us, because Jesus has made a very powerful statement. He says it's going to be difficult for those who have to enter the kingdom of heaven as compared to a camel going through the needle's eye. You know the needle's eye? Is your life ready to go through the needle's eye? Living and losing and suffering. Peter said, See, we have left everything and followed you. And Jesus said, Truly I say to you, there is no one who have left house, brothers, sisters, mothers, fathers, children, lands, for my sake and for the gospel. Who will not receive hundredfold now in this time houses, brothers, Sisters, mothers, children, lands. Oh, you play games. Jesus is saying, anyone who seems to have left and lost, he says he will gain everything. May you receive the grace of God this morning. Amen. May you never be afraid to step out in faith. Amen. May you never be afraid to believe. Amen. Mrs. Doctor. My doctor. It's not in the money. It's in the obedience. Yes. If it was the money, I was asking somebody, why do you go to school? Why are you laboring so hard? I asked doctor, their husband, how many years were you at school? I think you spent 14 years. I said, you have a heart. 14 years. 14 years. After matric. Hey, hey, you are serious? Hey, I know, serious. What will it profit the man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Your heart has to be in the right place. Go to school, get your engineering, get your doctorate, get whatever that you want, but don't lose the purpose that you were not born. House you will have, a place to sleep. All of you are sleep. you slept somewhere. Even the one who slept under the tree. We say he slept in All-Star Hotel. Yesterday he was wet. This morning, the sun is coming out. He has learned something. You must sleep well. Oh, you play games. Mrs. Doctor. What will it profit the man? Think about it. You have all the houses. And everything that you want. I should take maybe some of us to the rich houses. Their children are delinquent. 
They eat and drink things that we don't eat and drink. They are almost mad. Delinquent. Not that they are not educated. The parents try to bribe them with powerful cars. They even organize nice, powerful counselors. Nothing comes through their ear. I don't know you are hearing what I'm saying. And you look at the, those that you think they are poor. They are able to hear. The Bible says, what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Every eye closed. Every head bowed. Maybe you are here this morning or through all the television and viewing centers. Those who are listening through radio. Maybe you have never received Jesus. You have always considered your life as your own. Can we imagine if your life was to end today? Can we imagine if you are to make to meet your maker, what will be your answer? What is the worth of your life? Is it worth a house worth a million? Is it worth a house, a car? I think all of those things are necessary. But I want to challenge you. Jesus said, the book of John chapter 3 verse 17 says, God has not sent his son to condemn the world, but that through him, the world may know, may come to know Jesus. I want to pray with you. I said every eye closed, every head bowed. If you are here this morning, say, Pastor, I want to receive Jesus. I want my sins to be forgiven. I want to lay down my life. I want Jesus to be my Lord. Lift up your hand wherever you are seated and we'll pray together. Is there somebody this morning? Pastor, pray with me. God bless you. I see your hand. Is there somebody else? I want to receive Jesus. God bless you. I see your hand. Is there somebody else? I want to receive Jesus. In the viewing centers, in the radio, I'm going to lead in prayer. I'll ask of you to pray with me. The Bible says if we pray this prayer, we will be saved. But you need to read and to be discipled, to grow in the knowledge of God. Can you pray together? Can you say, Father, in the name of Jesus, everybody in the house, can you say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. I recognize I am a sinner. I needed a Savior. Lord, forgive me all my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Today, with my own mouth, I speak that Jesus Christ is Lord. And with my own heart, I believe that you raised him from the dead. Lord, I thank you for this grace. Can you say, Murana Jesu? The Bible says, if you have prayed this prayer, you will be saved.